This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Welcome wrestling fans, welcome to Curtain Jerk, and as always I am your host Jacob Grandi reporting for WrestlingWithWrestling.com and the Dragon Suplex Podcasting Network. What a gigantic week in the world of wrestling, heavily anticipating the weekend. We have New Japan show coming up on Saturday morning. I'm not going to give you guys predictions for that show because I don't want you to be listening to uh, old news. But I will rank all those matches from worst to first along with all the matches from full gear from worst to first. We're going to see who has the best matches between Power Struggle or Full Gear, New Japan or AEW. That's going to come out Monday along with what held my attention more, Monday Night Raw or Monday Night Football. We're also going to be going into the Wednesday Night Wars as we always do, main event as we always do on this show. I'm getting ahead of myself talking about this weekend. We still have a great show right now that I'm recording right now planned for you guys and I'm going to go in to Ring of Honor the pure title tournament finals was this week we've been talking about this um, before that we had that six man tag team match EC3 the Briscoes versus Shane Taylor and the gang Shane Taylor's faction ended up winning which I'm surprised about EC3 wasn't at the impact taping so he's controlling his narrative but where is that narrative going it looks like he's losing six man tags on Ring of Honor and not even appearing on impact I'm interested to see what's going to happen with this guy but If it's a dud, then that's going to really disappoint me. But what didn't disappoint me was Tracy Williams versus Jonathan Gresham. Pure title tournament finals here. Big stare down after they shake hands. Gresham going after the arm of Williams. Williams used his first rope break early. Lands a side suplex. Gresham uses his first rope break right after that. Lands a spear, which is pretty wild to see. Shades of Bill Goldberg in this Jonathan Gresham match. Both men down. William catches him trying to do the spear again goes for a suplex but it's Gresham that counters the suplex into his own suplex Williams hulks up lands a series of chops Gresham lands a beautiful bridging German suplex one two no Williams catches him in a Randy Orton saddle DDT and then immediately goes for the cross face Gresham in trouble uses his second rope break. Another beautiful German. One, two, no. Big Larry. One, two. Williams won't quit. Another pin. One, two. Williams will not stay down. Gresham goes for a submission. Williams lands a pile driver. One, two. Gresham uses his third and final rope break. Gresham landing in some chops here. Williams falling down. Getting caught into a submission, he taps out. Jonathan Gresham wins the Ring of Honor Pure title and the Ring of Honor Pure title tournament. He is the tag champion. He needed his tag team partner to come out there and organize all the gold he has. He had the Pure title. He had the Pure title cup. He had the tag team title on him. Gresham is the man in Ring of Honor right now. It's really cool to see. I mean, he's like, you know, a smaller guy, um, but he's taken seriously. Like, if you look at smaller guys in AEW, like, I mean, I mean, obviously there's Marco Stunt, but if you look at maybe smaller guys who can fucking go... Jonathan Silver, uh, 
I would say maybe Jack Evans. Um, these guys aren't really utilized as well as they're utilizing guys this size in Ring of Honor. Jonathan Gresham is a special talent, and he goes beyond his size. He goes beyond his uh, height. Uh, it's super cool to see. He's been wrestling since 2005, which is crazy to see. 15 years in the business, and uh, he's been scratching and clawing to get to this place that he's in right now. It's super cool to see. Um, and Ring of Honor killing it right now. They got the ROH bubble coming out. MLW has the restart coming out. New Japan Pro Wrestling on the American side has the uh, Super J Cup. And then on the Japanese side, they have the World Tag League and the best of the Super Juniors. So, holy shit, we got a lot of wrestling come December. And I'm excited for it, guys. I'm going to give you guys my predictions for full gear, but before that, we're jumping in from worst to first, ranking all the matches of the Wednesday Night Wars from this last Wednesday. This was interesting Wednesday because we had the go-home show from AEW, and we also had uh, the, the NXT after the big Halloween Havoc show, and that kind of resulted in not a lot of wrestling bell-to-bell all around, which I'm not a fan of, um, but you know what can you do? Number nine, Nyla Rose versus Red Velvet. Uh, once again, the last spot on this worst of first uh ranking that I do is really kind of like a tip of the cap, a wink, a nod, because that means that this, what they're doing with Nyla Rose is working. They buried Red Velvet so hard that uh, Nyla Rose looks so strong. Um, I mean, buried, yes, sure is a strong word, but you guys get what I'm saying. Nyla Rose punished Red Velvet here. That's exactly what you want to see. Everrise versus Drake and Killian. They just had their new big faction come out and destroy all four of them. Uh, I'm incredibly, incredibly tired of seeing that. And it was also the third distraction finish in a row from... NXT this week. Number seven, Shotzi versus Storm. Man, I was excited to see this match, but then when I noticed that the finish was Candice LeRae distraction uh, by running over uh, Shotzi's toy tank, it was like, I don't know, what the fuck? Like, this match should have been main event here, and here you are just throwing it away. Really makes me uh, forget why people are wrestling at all if you're going to have three matches back to back to back with distraction and Grimes versus Koshida some of my favorite wrestlers the last five years here they are tearing it up and the finish is that Grimes thinks the referee is a zombie you cannot write this shit I guess you could if you're WWE because they did write this shit you have two of the top you have the former New Japan junior champion versus the former X division champion and your finish is the Cameron Grimes thinks the referee is a fucking zombie. Um, I didn't mind the cinematic match that Grimes did with Loomis last week, but it should have been standalone. I'm bringing it into his full character here and uh, ruining, I couldn't believe you did this, but ruining a match with Koshida and Grimes was ridiculous. So that's number six. It should have been number nine, but whatever. I'll digress. Number five, MJF versus Wardlow, or MJF and Wardlow versus Sammy and Ortiz. Cool to see Sammy and Ortiz team up. Sammy Guevara going off. I know he had a, a bit of a controversial summer, um, but you, you can't deny him in the ring right now. And, I mean, he's got um, 
that look I feel like he could be a star here I feel like he could break away from the inner circle down the line but he he him and his group tapped out here MJF tapped him out and then MJF went after Jericho I thought this match was really good top five here Dream versus Ciampa this match was really good could have probably been one or two but I really have a hard time getting into dream matches for whatever reason I'm sure you guys know I haven't really looked into too much detail hopefully I'm uh jumping the gun on an innocent man i hope that these allegations are true but i can't help but think that they are so his matches may never really be ranked as high as his caliber work rate in the ring entail number three the best match on nxt this week kai versus moon ember moon kills it uh dakota kai and uh gonzalez i really love that dynamic i think these two ladies are very underrated moon underrated even though she's already had the nxt title um that injury really killed her momentum but i think she is good enough to bring it back and stay in nxt uh miro versus trent i'm a miro mark guys Uh, i don't play video games but I just think that he is he's the wrestler I would push um, in AEW. He's got the size. He's got the uh, the kind of the Cody thing where uh, you, everyone knows WWE didn't use him right. And, uh, you, you know, you have him bash Trent's mom and everyone loves Sue. So we had the perfect foil there. That's number two. Number one, Young Bucks versus Private Party. I love this match. I love that they did that little sneak thing where... Uh, you know, Matt Jackson dove and kind of injured his leg. And then you saw FTR go after the leg after they won the match. Really fucking solid shit here. Not a lot of wrestling, but I'm getting excited talking about these final three matches. So Wednesday Night Wars, I give it an A+. Last week, Halloween Havoc, NXT beat AEW, which is crazy, which is uh, rare. This week, we had all the election coverage in the United States. Who knew who was going to win? I think the top 10 um, shows for cable on Wednesday night were all election coverage shows. But AEW really didn't lose any viewers, which is insane. They stayed at 700,000, where NXT dropped to under 700,000 where they were around 800,000 for Halloween Havoc. So 200,000 people are fans of Halloween Havoc and also fans of American politics. But previously mentioned, we have full gear this Saturday. I'm pretty fucking stoked for this one, man. Um, It's crazy to think, you know, uh, AEW's been around for a year now, and Full Gear was their first pay-per-view from, like, I guess the Dynamite era. So we're coming back around to it, and uh, I'm excited. I remember uh, Omega and Moxley from last year falling on that giant bed of barbed wire and everything, tearing it up in an arena full of people. Of course, it's not going to have that same uh, dynamic. The crowd's not going to be as full and everything. It's not going to be an arena, but this card is fucking stacked from bottom to top. And like I said, I'm going to rank it amongst the power struggle matches, and I'm going to deliver that to you guys Tuesday morning, so stay tuned for that. But going down this card here, NWA World Champion Serena Deeb versus Allison K. Allison K recently left uh, NWA. Her, her contract is done. I'm not sure if she's signed to AW yet. But, I mean, this looks good for her. And uh, this is going to be on TNT. This is going to be in the buy-in, defending the Women's World Champion. So you got the NWA 
title being defended on a Turner Broadcasting Network. You know, being a WCW fan, that's pretty fucking cool. And Allison K, this is her biggest match of her career here on TNT. But I think Serena Deeb, the new champion, is going to defend it successfully. Then we have Orange versus Silver, as the late champion would say. Orange Cassie versus John Silver. I think Orange Cassie is going to win, but this match is going to be pretty fucking entertaining. These guys have had uh, lots of opportunity to share locker rooms and everything with each other. So uh, I think that it's going to be pretty, pretty funny, pretty hilarious match here. These guys are both pretty, pretty good comedy wrestlers. And if Bryce Rimsburg is the referee, I think you got three hilarious dudes in, in the ring right there. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a final or elite deletion match, not final deletion. Um, I said Sammy Guevara has it, but I think you're going to have to heat up Matt Hardy here. Um, People love him from the Attitude Era, and the new fans kind of have that new sympathy for him because, um, you know, he hit his head and had that in, that scary moment last pay-per-view. Plus, this is his marquee match. You know, like, Undertaker really doesn't lose too many uh, casket matches, really doesn't lose too many Buried Alive matches. These cinematic matches, as far as North America is concerned, are Matt Hardy's matches. This is his match, and I'm going Matt Hardy. Chris Jericho versus MJF. Uh, man, I mean... I mean, I think MJF is going to win the, the war, but this is the first match, so I think Chris Jericho is going to win, and he's going to kind of do it underhandedly, which is going to give MJF a lot of foil to cut amazing promos, which is really what brings him to the dance in the first place. So I'm going Chris Jericho, but I think eventually the rubber match will go to MJF. AEW Women's Championship, Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose. I heard on another podcast that uh, Abaddon was, uh, you know, maybe rumored to be in this spot, be the monster that Hikaru Shida went up against. So I think they kind of just placed Nyla Rose in this spot because she's a, uh, you know, she's a monster. She can kind of fulfill the void here. And Vicky Guerrero, great on the mic, can really talk her way into being wherever she wants to on the card but because of all these dynamics i think they're just going to keep the title on hikaru shida but i gotta say this title reign is getting staler and staler by the week so they're gonna have to figure out something maybe thunder rosa maybe allison k maybe serena deeb to shake things up because uh they her car sheet is great, but I can see her getting some sort of like X Pac heat, uh, keeping this title too long. AW World Title Eliminator Tournament Finals, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. This is uh, this is uh, my this is my favorite match on the show. Um, I'm gonna go hangman page here i think that uh, kenny omega needs a reason to go full heel and to lose to hangman page might be what sets him over the edge and uh i think that's what we're going with here uh cody rhodes versus darby allen i mean they're doing this whole face of tnt thing and cody rhodes could be synonymous with this title, but he doesn't have to ever really have long title reigns. He could be like, uh, you know, like Ric Flair held the title 16 times. Of course, that means he lost it 16 times, but that doesn't take away that he's synonymous with this title. I mean, our truth to a lesser extent, he loses the 24-7 championship all the time, but he's synonymous with that title. So I think 
Darby Allen is going to become the face of TNT. They're going to, you know, throw him up everywhere. They're going to put him with Steve-O. They're going to put him with Tony Hawk. They're going to put him with uh, Ghost Mane. And uh, he's going to be the face of TNT with that title, walking around in all these black and white vignettes. I'm seeing Darby Allen winning this matchup. FTR versus the Young Bucks. The stipulation is that the Young Bucks lose. They will never be the champions again. Um, I'm thinking... FTR is still going to win, and Cody and the Young Bucks are going to have that same stipulation, and that's going to be what sets them over the edge in their inevitable heel turn. They're going to be so pissed that they uh, did the right thing. They're going to be tired of doing the right thing, and they're going to go full heel, and, uh, you know, kind of... uh, their group is going to get you know tighter and stronger than ever, and they're going to kind of run roughshod, just like the Bullet Club, just like NWO, just like what put them as over enough to own their own company in the first place. But that's going to come up in a few months. Right now, FTR is going to win this matchup at full gear. John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. I quit match. I think, I think it's going John Moxley, guys. Um, great promo. From Moxley to Kingston on Dynamite. Eddie Kingston can talk people into the building too. But uh, the build is over. The match has begun. They're going to brawl all over the arena. They're going to send the crowd home happy. And Eddie Kingston is going to quit. And it's going to be um, like undisputable. Uh, Eddie Kingston you know, lost the... The Battle Royal, but it was disputable. Um, Got knocked out instead of tapped out or quit, so it's disputable. So here in the rubber match, Don Moxley is going to like destroy him to the point where everyone understands that Eddie Kingston tapped out and we're going to maybe see a side of John Moxley a little ruthless side of John Moxley we haven't seen before so it's going to be pretty good this show is going to be pretty good let me know your predictions in the comments or hit me up on Twitter at JG Pro Wrestling and let me know what you think will happen at full gear before we jump to the main event of Curtain Jerkin, which is main event, I'm also going to be reviewing GCW So Much Fun that's coming up on Sunday, and uh, we're just going to be going over the matches here for that one as well. Some predictions, Jordan Oliver versus Juicy. Juicy uh, fell into our hearts at the collective, but the collective is over. I think the athleticism of Jordan Oliver is going to get him the win here. Uh, Jordan Oliver... Very impressed with him recently. Um, he's put on a lot of size. He's super fucking tall. He's impressed me with matches versus Matt Seidel recently. Uh, tearing it up at the collective. Tearing it up in MLW. I, the sky's the limit for this guy, man. I mean, honestly, dude, if he toned up a little bit, he could be the next Seth fucking Rollins. And uh, I know that's a high praise, but watch this kid. He's killing it. And he, he can't be... But like 20, 21 years old. Atticus Kogar, the Silver Two Satan versus Cole Roderick, uh, Indiana's own. Uh, Cole Roderick uh, fell into our hearts too, I would say, over the last few months. But Atticus Kogar is going to probably stab him with things and throw him through tables. And I don't think Cole Roderick is ready for that. So I'm going to go Atticus Kogar. Uh, Holiday versus Jimmy Lloyd. Um, I don't. I'm not very familiar with Holiday, but Jimmy Lloyd doesn't win too much, so I'm going to go Holiday. Tag team match here: Iron Beast, KTB, and Shane Mercer versus the Ugly Ducklings. Oh, that's so cool! Lance Lude and Rob Kiljoy with Coach Mikey. Uh, 
I think these guys are ugly ducklings are going to get a payday here to get thrown around by these two beasts, KTB and Shane Mercer. And uh, they might start looking a little uglier after these guys are done with them. I'm going Iron Beast. And then we have Gringo Loco versus Arrow Boy. Holy hell, this match is going to kill it. The base guy, Gringo Loco versus Arrow Boy. Arrow Boy, a lot younger than Gringo Loco. So I think they're going to give the rub to Arrow Boy and uh, let him be victorious because... Uh, you can do things with Arrow Boy in this promotion. You can have him go up against Cole Roderick, have him go up against Atticus Kogard, Jimmy Lloyd, Jordan Oliver. Look back at the undercard, and you see that uh, Arrow Boy can really have a lot of good matches with some of these guys that I've already put over in my predictions. So I'm going Arrow Boy there. Then the final match Eric Ryan versus Chris Dickinson, a clash of styles. Forks versus Germans. Uh, I'm going Chris Dickinson because I'm a Chris Dickinson mark. So I'm saying Chris Dickinson is going to win that match. Uh, let me know your predictions just like Full Gear in the comments below or hit me up on Twitter at JG Pro Wrestling. And now we go into the main event of Curtain Jerkin. As always, it is main event. First match, the Curtain Jerker of main event, Eric from Viking Raiders versus Titus O'Neil. I thought it was going to be Eric versus Riddick Moss, and I immediately got a little intrigued in that match. I thought those two guys could have a good match, but it was main event staple the last few years. Titus O'Neil coming out. Titus takes down Eric. Eric uh, catching Titus with a knee. Uh, more strikes, forearms and elbows by Eric. Titus uh, tries to roll him up, but Eric uh, kind of takes him down. Big boot by O'Neal, big knee by Eric, and then clash of the Titus out of nowhere. One, two, three. Not a very inspiring match at all. Uh, I'm going to skip a lot of the highlights from Raw and SmackDown because I talked about Raw last show, so go back and listen to that one in the archives. And probably by the time you guys are listening to this, maybe SmackDown's already happened, so I don't want to date this show, so I'm just going right into the main event of main event, which is the main event of Curtain Jerkin, which is Humberto Carrillo versus Lince Dorado with Graham Metallic. Am I watching 205 Live? No, I'm watching main event here, neck and neck in the early going. Uh, pace picks up, arm drag city, Humberto gets control, drop kick to the back of Humberto, sending him outside. Lince Dorado wearing down Humberto. Lince goes for a cross body, no one home. Carrillo then stays on Lince, goes up top himself, drop kick one, two, Lince kicks out. Big uh, powerbomb attempt by Humberto, but Lince Dorado turned it into an X-Factor, a la former Cruiserweight champion, or light heavyweight champion X-Pac. Uh, then he goes up top and lands a crossbody this time, falls face first on his nose. He's bleeding from his nose on main event here. One, two, Carrillo kicks out. Crossbody uh, by Carrillo this time off the top rope. And then he lands like this unique uh, face first powerbomb maneuver, and that's all she wrote for Lince Dorado. One, two, three, Humberto Carrillo gets the victory. Once again, guys, we got a great weekend in wrestling ahead of us. Let me know what you think of the New Japan Power Struggle show in the comments. Let me know what you think of AEW Full Gear in the comments. Let me know what you think of GCW So Much Fun in the comments. Let me know what you think of the possibility of seeing an Riddick Moss versus Eric match on main event. As always, guys, fly high. I'm out.